KSR's Jack Pilgrim here with former Kentucky guard Ashen Hagens, man. Long time no see. How how you been? How's the family? How's life? It's been good. Can't complain. Um, family good. Um, my little sister, she becoming a track star now. I'm in high school, so you know, just dealing with that, you know, family traveling with her. She coming up has been one of the top in her class in track. So, you know, just pushing her, staying behind my little sister, you know what I'm saying? Then my dukes, my everybody else, my dad, stepmom, they just working, grinding, you know, just trying to live to see another day. Um, you know, then me basketball wise, you know, just just happy to be where I'm at now. Um, you know, in a great space, mindset wise, man mentally, physically, so just trying to keep that going and, you know, just stay positive and just keep playing basketball. How has, how has that grind been, you know, being a pro and, and kind of traveling a little bit and, and just, you know, trying to carve your way as a professional basketball player? Uh, that grind, it's a different grind. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta be really locked in on it. You got to want, really want that um, to be your lifestyle. So, you know, once you get into being a pro, it's, uh, it's a business at this level. Um, you know, and you, you just a grown man, so you just got to see things different. Um, just stay on your grind, keep your head down, and just keep balling. Small world, Kentucky comes down here playing in Greensboro right, I mean, the day before or the day after you guys play a, a home game. Just how cool is that to kind of have your, your, your past and your current kind of overlap? It's live, man. Um, you know, just happy to, to see them out here in Greensboro. You know, just if, if I need to go over there, I can. You know, just if I need to make a call, I can. So just seeing that, I, I knew what it was. I knew it was family from the jump. So uh, just happy to see them out here. Hopefully they can do something to the two games that they got out here. Um, you know, just happy. I'm rooting for them. I think they're going to go all the way. So, you know, just them being at Greensboro, just, you know, just lift some some things off your shoulder. Like, okay, we got this. We got this, um, you know, support system around. So it just make it easier. Um, you know, um, they right down the street and just happy to see them hoop. Cal said today that you went and talked to the team today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what was that like and what was your message to the team? Uh, just letting them know that uh, – just being at Kentucky, that's a, that's a one-time thing you get in life. Um, you know, just when you go on to that next step in life, uh, professionals um, set in life. So it, it's a business, um, and it's nothing like the opportunity that you get right now. So just take it all in. Um, you know, March Madness is a, is a big event. Um, you like that, like again, you, you never get get that opportunity again. I like to play on a big stage like that with a great coach. So I was just trying to let them know, just just grab each other and just come along and get that bond and show everybody that that, that y'all the team that can do it because y'all got the talent that we had when I was there. And then I just picked up on how we we didn't get to play my um, my sophomore year in the tournament um, and just how much that hurt um, and just just keep going out there. You know, we behind you. We ain't get that opportunity. So we want to see y'all win. Um, and so does the rest of the BBN family. Um, and that was just really my message. Um, you, you got the best coach in college and you don't get no better than that. It, bring me back to that week, you know, SEC tournament, you go down there, Cal continues to this day that, you know, continues to say that you guys were a team that was capable of winning a national championship. And like that whole week, everything gets ripped out of your hands just, just what, what was that like emotionally and 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 how were you personally during all that uh emotionally it, it was hard it was a hard feeling it hurt you know we probably all cried because we knew what that team was capable of um and then just the, the, the commitment to come back um that was one of the main reasons the, the couple guys that came back we came back 
we felt that we could do it. We felt we had a group of guys, leadership um, coming back into that, that sophomore year that, that could do big things on that big stage. Um, and, and it was a brotherhood. So that was the main thing. And, you know, just, just not being able to, um, you know, we got a lot of guys that, that got to do a lot of different things. And, and it's, you could see the growth what we could have did in the tournament, like Tyrese, um, Nick, quick how they playing up top right now even ej the way he playing overseas nate um just guys like that that we had on on that team um it, it was gonna be big be special um and for us not to be able to play that and the group of guys that can play hey you got to go out there with a chip on your shoulder because um, we, we we really wish we could have had that opportunity and i guess for you personally the week before that you know having to miss the florida game and the tournament was kind of going to be seen as your opportunity to kind of return and, and you know make that statement and, and to have that opportunity ripped from you personally. Just what was that like for you individually to not be able to experience that? Uh, yeah, that, that was one of the main things about it, not being able to play that last game and then tournament canceled. Um, so it was like it, it was a hurtful feeling um, not being able to be out there one more time, um, thinking you're going to be able to be out there one more time with your brothers and go far in the tournament, um, SEC tournament and in March Madness. So um, that was the big thing, not being able to play that last game. But at least I got to, you know, bring it in, watch, it, watch them on TV and watch them get the dub. That was more exciting than anything. Yeah, but but not being able to play, it hurt, though, because we, we was ready. Um, I feel like that group was – that was one group that was ready. Um, just going into that that whole week, we was, we was excited. Um, we, came back after we couldn't play and we just hopped right on the court and played pickup. So that just, you could tell we was hungry. Um, we was real hungry that game. Uh, and Cal, you know, sometimes he likes to, you know, be a little, exaggerate things a little bit. And, and but, but, you know, I think there's a real sense of, of like that team was capable of making a final four. Like you all truly believe that that team was, was going to make a run. Um, do you believe that, that that team was going to go to a final four and could they have, one number nine for for the cats my sophomore year yeah oh yeah, yeah. we was winning that thing I, I believe um just the pieces that we had uh and then going into the week we, we was it was different we was playing different basketball if you watch the films from from the games that we had leading into the tournament it was like well we haven't played like that all year so I, that's just my my thing i feel like we was ready we was prepared coaches had us prepared and then we, we like off the court, we always around each other. So like we was just we, we knew what it was gonna be that year. And we was gonna come in there and everybody was talking um at the beginning of the year saying how, how we wasn't even gonna be making it that far. So just we was ready, I feel like. So I think we would have won, made it to a final four. That was a, that was a great year. Uh, all these years later, Cal sitting courtside for you, uh, with two or three different players and staff members and all that. Just what what does it mean that that support is still there and and you know what what is your all's contact like and how much do you communicate but especially tonight that you know he has a chance to come see you and sit courtside and, and he that support still is there right uh just one of the main things that that when he was recruiting that stuck with me um you come you, you part of the family i always be there for you um even being on campus just the way he, he changed you groom you into a man um not giving you what you want you got to work and earn everything so in life, I feel like that's that's a lot of steps that well, that's a lot of things we need in our life to make that next step. And just being around him, he was he was the coach that that could do that. So it was just it was amazing. Like he, he's just he's that guy. So 
why wouldn't you want to play with a cow? Um, and just like he he he's gonna keep everything up front, and he's not gonna beat around the bush. So that was the main thing about that. What was the most valuable lesson that he taught you during your time at Kentucky? Value. Which one can I go with? Um, uh, valuable lesson. Every day was a valuable lesson. I would say uh, just just seeing how you could you, you thinking you might got this down pack, but you don't. Uh, each and every day you got to build. Um, you got to not. We know we got practice here. Um, we know we got uh, probably shoot after practice. What you gonna do when nobody's seeing? Um, and that was that's just something he just kept trying to install in, in our brain, everybody. And that just what stuck with me. Um, and then also he just keeps he keep telling you that next step. It's not. It's not going to be the same. It's. It's a business. Um, somebody coming in after you the next year that might got talent, more talent than you, and you might got to take that that back role. So, you just got to find a way to just stay ready um, and just just keep the grind. Um, just come in and find a way to help your team, and that's just what he preached daily. So, your favorite memory uh, during your time at either year during your time at Lexington. Uh, I'll give you one my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, I say my freshman year, uh, I got to go with the Bahamas trip. Um, that, was, that was a classic. You know, that's when we, we went out there, um, played some good basketball, hooping. Man, you know, just got to see, see different things we haven't seen before. Uh, my sophomore year, uh, memory, sophomore year, we had a lot of those. Uh, I would say the the, the bus ride um, in Nashville, um, just knowing we was going, that was going to be our last time with each other. Um, and, you know, we all really had love for each other. We was all, like I say, we was always together. So, just being around the, the group of guys that one last time, it, it was just that was like one of the best feelings too, because we everybody was getting things off their chest you, know, you probably never known um, and little things like that. So, just just being able to have that conversation with them and not being able to play with them, that was that was a big thing. My understanding, you guys got back to Lexington to hoop one last time. But what what was that run like? Uh, it was some good hoop. Uh, you know, everybody had fresh legs, uh, <laughs> so we wasn't practicing heavy or nothing. So when we got back, everybody was hooping. We was going at it like we had a game. Um, so like like we do at practice, compete, make, making each other better, and just probably go out to eat after that. I guess last thing from me, uh, just one final message to BBN. I know it's been a minute, but uh, what, what did they mean to you and, and just the fan base and, and your connection with the Kentucky basketball program all these years later? BBN, it mean a lot to me. I'm going to forever rep that. Um, it, it took a kid from a small town in, um, made him feel the most up highest that uh, he's ever been in, in life. So, like, i seen different things i never seen, um, experienced being around one of the best coaches, uh, the coaching staff uh, ever, I would say. So just, just I, I would say thank you to the fans um, for, for bringing that energy still to this day um, and making it a family. Um, that's one thing I can never forget, my family, taking my family in also. So that's one thing about the BBN family. It's gonna, it's gonna forever be with you, forever be behind you.
Welcome into episode 246 of the Source State Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. Source State is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. Stressed about the big game? Take advantage of their special offer for KSR listeners and protect your teeth from clenching and grinding for a limited time. They are offering 20% off bite guards and discounted therapeutic dive sport injections. Click the link in our show notes, like here or there, wherever it's going to be on this video, uh, and to schedule your free consultation, offer ends April 4th. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined here in Perth. Look at us, Sean. I we're, know. We're here. Last, we, we did this for the SEC tournament game where we were just kind of in the hotel, in the, 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 the couches there, but now this is like live reporting, Sean. First off, how the heck are you? I am fantastic, Jack Pilgrim, and this is something new. Like we're going to be like TV official here. Like look at these mics we're holding and outside the the Coliseum here in Greensboro, the weather's nice, it's getting a little chilly, but NCAA basketball is in the air. You've already had some upsets throughout the day. Kentucky fans certainly hoping that's not their team tomorrow night. So uh, hopefully uh, we have a lot of good things to talk about today. So so this is not going to be our official pregame show where we dive into what we know about Providence and the ins and outs of uh, you know the vibe around the team and all that. This was just an opportunity. We got to, the chance to uh, be in the locker room with the Kentucky basketball team, get the vibe around the team, how they are mentally right now, how loose they are, tight, whatever the case is. Um, some health updates, pretty significant ones at, at that. We got to see a shoot around for Kentucky. We also got to see a shoot around uh, with the Providence Friars, which I don't know about you, Sean, but I think it was the best shoot-around I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I'm going through through my notes. I think it's going to be a name-your-score game for the Providence Friars. Uh, Bryce Hopkins looks like he's poised to go for 65 points. Um, any any other notes that I missed from last season where I had to eat crow uh, in the, the, the absolute worst way? I was, uh, I was wondering what your shoot-around prediction was going to be uh, going into this game. I don't think you missed anything. I think you hit it all on the head there. And uh, it was good to be in the building today. Did you notice it's the exact same floor that Kentucky lost to St. Peter's on a year ago? I did not notice that, and it's I, I don't know. Is, does that bode well, or is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it's, a, it's a chance for redemption. The only reason I know it's the exact same floor is because uh, I remember a certain spot on it on the other end, and I went and stood under that basket, and I was like, hmm, this is the exact same floor. They just decided to uproot it, bring it to Greensboro, and place it here at the Coliseum, but I have a much better feeling today dating back to how I felt a year ago. I mean, I, I know that we all were optimistic going into that game against St. Peter's, but I actually, being in that Providence locker room today, being in that Kentucky locker room today, I, I thought Kentucky looked loose. They had fun during that open practice, and uh, I think that they're ready to kind of get this monkey off their back and start the NCAA tournament. And John Calipari is calling radio show, the last press conference that we saw at AM, made a point to say it comes from up top the, the the mindset of the team and the energy and the the nerves and how loose or tight we are as a team it comes from up top I have to be be the tone I have to set the precedent for the rest of my team if if I'm nervous and I'm tight from up top then they're gonna be and there's a lot of that you know those types of conversations in the locker room uh, during the the interview opportunity where they made a very significant point to say we were we were tight last year. Like we we were not super comfortable going into that matchup, and you could very clearly tell on the court how that all transpired. But uh, it's really good to see that they have made a, a concerted effort to play as loose as possible, to shoot around. They were dancing. Oscar Shibway was doing some like like uh, the do that like, again. Outside do that of, you know the the tire stores where it's like the. 
the the yep. big inflammable thing. Uh, the, uh, Oscar was, was doing that. All the players were singing and dancing and rapping and having a good time. That's what you want to see. But you got to show the case in Wallace. You got to do it. I'm a dog. <laughs> But that's what you want to see, right? Like the, they were loose. They were clearly not that last season, and I think they've gone out of their way above and beyond to stress that you know we were stressed last year. We were we were tight. We were uncomfortable. Let's throw all of that stuff to the side and let's just let's just hoop. We're, well, we're better than these guys. Yeah. Let's just go hoop. Uh, absolutely. And the, and the thing that stood out to me when I'm standing courtside is that Kentucky's got dudes that have been in this tournament. They they've got guys that lost to St. Peter's mm-hmm. a year ago. Bryce Hopkins didn't play in that game in Indianapolis. Kentucky's, even though it's not tourney success, they know the moment. They know what it takes to play in this tournament. They had that bad taste in their mouth. And let's face it, I was talking to some reporters in here today. That loss to St. Peter's, it was only one night, but it's been 365 nights because it's stuck around. And it's been over this program's head for a long time. Kentucky wants to escape that, have a good showing on Friday night, have a good weekend down here in Greensboro. And I thought it was I thought it was encouraging to see that they were having a good time and having some fun. And Cal spoke to the media today at the press conference at the table, at the podium, that he's trying to alleviate that pressure. That's been, and he's been trying to do that for weeks now. He's, he wants his team to enjoy the full effect and full atmosphere of the NCAA tournament. And the only way you do that is if you win and go on a run. And he looks like a coach that's confident that his team can do that. You'll be playing your best basketball when this tournament starts. Look at what happened today to Virginia with, with Furman. Like, Furman. You never know. It's the most unpredictable way to crown a national champion or crown champion in all of sports. And if you're playing your best basketball, you got a chance. And I, I think Kentucky's confident that they're going to be doing that. And it appears that they're going to be at full strength or close to it for the first time in a long time. We got to hear from Xavier Wheeler today definitely the most popular guy in the Kentucky locker room. I mean, it was an absolute stampede when those doors opened to just go to Xavier. We haven't talked to him in six weeks. I mean, he went down right after the Florida uh, Florida win on February 4th. He twisted his ankle before that home loss uh, to Arkansas, and we have not heard from him since. We haven't talked to him since. Uh, and that's a dude that has taken a lot of criticism. He has heard a lot of outside noise. Actually, if you talk to him, he says that he hasn't heard any of it. Do I believe him? I don't, you know, it's it's impossible for that stuff not to get back to you, but he handled it as well as you possibly could. I think, I thought every one of his answers were unbelievable today. I, I think he was super mature and said, look, I, I get it. I, I know it's not, you know, not a, a great look or, you know, there might be some, some concerns about why I wasn't there on senior day, but make no mistake about it. I love being a Kentucky Wildcat. My passion and love for this team and this program has never phased. I'm here because I want to lead my team to a national championship. I want to be you know, the player that you guys remembered me as way back when, when we were winning games and all the excitement surrounding Xavier and, and how he was the fun little guy on the team and setting the pace and the, the change of tempo guy and all the stuff that we loved about him mid, mid-year last year and, and it, you know for the vast majority of of his junior campaign uh, here in Lexington that he wants to be remembered as that he wants to be remembered for the good times and, and I think a big part of that is going on a tournament run and he wants to be a significant part of that so uh, all uh, nothing but credit to him for just embracing that and saying all right it is what it is we're gonna move all that outside noise to the past and focus on my availability on the court. Yeah, he's played in 21 games this season, averaging 7.7 points. And uh, I mean, a, a Bob Cousy Award finalist a year ago, who led Kentucky from the beginning to the end, and and had Kentucky as a two seed in the NCAA tournament just a year ago. And uh, but here he is, he's back. 
He's been able to practice. He talked about leading up to last week in Nashville, he didn't get to have the full week of practice because they had a couple of days off getting ready for the SEC tournament, but they were full go from the beginning of the week this week, and he said that that presented a different opportunity to kind of get in there and go full strength and uh, see where he's at. John Calipari did mention that he has to pass one more test, and it's the shoot-around tomorrow. He went through the open practice today, but can he go through the shoot-around tomorrow? Says he doesn't want him, can't be at 80%, not against Providence. He has to be close to 100% to be able to play. Early in the week, I told you that I was kind of hit or miss on whether or not I wanted to see Savier play, but after speaking with him today, after being here today, being the vibe in the locker room, kind of asking other guys about the impact of Savier, I do think we're going to see him. I'm going to say we're going to see him for two spurts. If he plays seven to 10 minutes tomorrow night, I think it's a big step in the right direction, especially if Kentucky wins, because then maybe you increase that load as you go, because this is a guy that has not played since February 4th, and it's now the biggest moment of the season for Kentucky. And just as a change of pace, an energy guy, somebody that where we've seen this team struggle down the stretch, the, the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second, where, uh, you know, they're lethargic at times and, and you know, kind of settling uh, with shots or defensive possessions or whatever. You know Xavier's never going to settle. He is, like, that goes against his grain, who who he is, the identity, the DNA, the basketball DNA that he has, that's where his value is going to be. It's not going to be as a 25, 30-minute guy in, in Kentucky won't see a run if he becomes a 30-minute guy. He needs to be the 12 to 15-minute change of pace guy. He's going to bring the spark and the energy and and make sure that there are no lethargic moments, that, that there is no uh, you know lack of momentum and lack of uh, energy that we have seen this team kind of slip up in those areas. I think th that is going to complement all the other things Kentucky has been doing well down the stretch. His impact tomorrow night needs to be a change of pace and an effort standpoint. I don't know what type of conditioning he's in. I don't know what type of shape he's in right now. I mean, when you haven't played competitive basketball since February 4th when they played Florida at Rupp Arena, it would be a tall task to come in here and ask him to play 20 minutes. I think the disaster scenario tomorrow night is that Kentucky gets in a situation where they're with the ball in Xavier Wheeler's hands in a crunch situation. He's not played. He's not in rhythm. That's what you don't want. But if you can put him in there, let's say – after that 12, under 12 timeout in the first half, and it's a, just, just a change of pace, a guy that can pick you up 94 feet, change the pace and the tempo defensively and offensively, can spell case in a few minutes, or play him alongside case in whatever they choose to do. If you can get that one spurt in the first half, and then you get maybe another one early in the second half, then I think that's the ideal scenario for what Xavier brings to the table tomorrow night, but it gives Kentucky depth. Mm -hmm. And when you get to this tournament, when you get foul trouble, you don't know what Kaysen's you know, it, what, what percentage he's at full speed. I know that he wasn't 100% when Kentucky was in Nashville a week ago. Wearing a leg sleeve around his knee, which is, a, that, that's a new development. That is. So just having options. CJ Frederick went through the, the, the open practice today as well, was knocking down shots. If you can get a, a made three or two from him, I think that's a big step in the right direction. Like this has to be a collective effort from Kentucky, but roles are already defined. Mm -hmm. Savier's not starting any game in this tournament unless Kentucky's in a dire situation, like if something happens with Kaysen or, or someone else, he's not starting. So I think roles are set, and I think that this is a guy that's bought into his role. He's, I don't know if you were still standing there, did I think you were beside me when Kyle Tucker asked him about kind of the narrative that's been around mm -hmm. since the injury and you know, whether he was ever going to play again in a Kentucky uniform. He, I don't know if I believe him. I think he's obviously heard the noise and things. I mean, how do these kids not? They're 19, 20, 21 years old. Social media dominates today's world. He did appear hurt 
by some of those things when he heard it. So uh, I think that this is a kid that wants to give his all for Kentucky. If it's one time or if it's six times put on that jersey, I think you're going to get the best from Xavier Wheeler. And if it's seven minutes, 10 minutes, 17 minutes, I think he's going to give you everything he's got. Uh, switching gears a little bit to the other locker room, the other uh, sideline and, and just the uh, undeniable storyline that is Bryce Hopkins and the impact that he's going to make on this game and the, the narrative surrounding him. and. I think we got a slip up from the Providence players. Bryce said all the right things and said, it's just another game. Yeah, I'm excited to play my formal, former team. We have our, our group text going and all, you know everything's going well with that. But I think the his teammate, they, they the, I think John Wong asked, you know, how are you guys approaching you know, this and, and making sure his nerves are okay? What has he told you about his time at Kentucky and how he's preparing for this? And one of his teammates said, um, yeah, I think he feels slighted by how things unfolded at Kentucky, that he wasn't given a fair opportunity yeah. in Lexington. And I think he wants to show that. And Bryson didn't say that. And he would never say that publicly. Ed Cooley would never say that. He was talking about his nerves and said, we're, you know, making sure he's okay. He's good. He's, he's in the right mindset. But what matters is what's being talked about in that locker room and, and how the, the pregame hype and, and his energy leading up to that. And he slipped up. His teammates slipped up by saying that he didn't feel like he got a fair shot at, at Kentucky. That can either play in his favor by he, a dude going for 35 points, or it could play in the fact that he could go four for 25. It's true. And, and it's clearly been said, right? For, for that to be brought up, that we know the feelings there. We know that Russ Hopkins felt like he didn't get the opportunity deserved at Kentucky. There was a lot of talk too. I was in that locker room during that interview. There was a lot of talk about the the rivalry kind of tomorrow night between him and Jacob Toppin. And you know, there's a friendship there. And how Bryce is not the same player that he was a year ago, but guess who else isn't the same player? Jacob Toppin's not. And John Calipari talked about Jacob Toppin a lot. Not just the development from sophomore year to senior year, but the development from the beginning of this senior year to now and who Jacob is and who Jacob's been in SEC play. I mean, the, the defender, the the rebounder, the improved three-point shooter, just his impact. And I think that's a matchup tomorrow night that there's going to be a little bit of a, a friendly rivalry going on on the floor. But it was cool to be back in the locker room today. Kentucky's locker room was right beside Providence's locker room. Bryce Hopkins walks down the hallway and Lance B-Hop. He, he sees him. Xavier Wheeler comes up. They share a moment. They hug. They laugh. They have a good time. Uh, Bryce talking to media members from Kentucky as he walks through and greeting people and, and assistant coaches and everything else. It, it was it was a cool moment to see that 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 friendship is still there. But tomorrow night at seven o'clock, that friendship is put to the side, and it's Kentucky, it's Providence, it's Bryce Hopkins, it's Jacob Toppin, and uh, the better team will win. And hopefully for Kentucky fans, it's Kentucky. And while we're sticking with Providence, Ed Cooley just refuses to deny his interest in this Georgetown job, and, and I. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the players say, and, and it's not a distraction. Ed Cooley's saying, I don't think it's a distraction. I don't care what you say. When yeah. he has continued to go up to that podium and is asked point blank, are you in active discussions with Georgetown? And he continues to say, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking it, but my focus is on Kentucky versus Providence. And, and like, stop it. Like He continues to not deny the fact that yeah. he is in deep discussions with, with Georgetown and, and their coaching job. There's no way that's not a distraction right now. And, and you know, now 24 hours away from tip-off. Biggest game of the season for both teams. And you know that your head coach, you know, you know while they're sitting there in, in their hotel rooms at night, do they know that a, a room over, Ed Cooley's not on the phone with, you know, the Georgetown yeah. officials saying, hey, once we get rid of, you know, once we get past this this tournament, however that unfolds, I'll accept the job tomorrow. Like, 
the mindset's not where it needs to be right now, and I don't think he did himself any favors I, by just completely dismissing the, yeah, I, I'm not going to address that right now. I'm focused on my guys and my locker room only. I mean, what, I don't know what else he's going to say, but it, he just continues to not even address it at all, and I think it's a problem. I, I do too, and that's where I was coming from, the the vibe in the locker room. Now, this obviously what we said last year about the shoot around in, in St. <laughs> Peter's. It, it it certainly backfired on, on both of us. <laughs> Me, and uh, I, I, I take I take that one. Well, right there on the chin. And I, I picked Kentucky to win by 40. <laughs> so I mean, I'm right there with you. I I believed you. Name your score game. So uh, I did name my score, but today just the vibe in those locker rooms, whether it was the Providence locker room, the Kentucky locker room. I walked in and I told a reporter, I said, middle of the Providence locker room, I said, I don't feel like this team's beating Kentucky tomorrow night. I just feel like that Kentucky is the, the team that's more loose, the team that's more locked in. Uh, I don't know if that comes from John Calipari taking the pressure off these guys. I don't know if it comes from Oscar Shibway wanting to live up to, to winning games and winning a national championship and making a run this tournament, or just the fact that Kentucky feels like now's the time to put it all together and play their best basketball. Providence has limped into this tournament. Kentucky was playing its best basketball with two losses to Vanderbilt. So throw those out the window. Nothing matters now until 7 o'clock tomorrow night and what Kentucky does, what Providence does. I'm just giving you the vibe in both those locker rooms today. There were smiles in Providence's locker room, but I feel like Kentucky was having fun, but they were also locked in and dialed in to uh, the mission at hand here in Greensboro this weekend. Uh, anything from the shoot-around that stood out to you on Kentucky's side? I mean, it was super loose. They just did full-court layups. There weren't many fans here yet. I think that they're going to trickle in quite heavily tomorrow afternoon and, and uh, into the evening. So uh, not a whole lot of just pure basketball. I think more so just who was available and who was participating, having Xavier, CJ, and Kaysen out there and, yeah. and at full strength What from what we could see. But uh, anything else? I noticed or, or caught your attention? I just thought that the biggest takeaway is that everyone was out there and in a practice jersey. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that's the, the thing. At this time of year, given Kentucky's history when it comes to injuries, you date back to the last time they won an NCAA tournament game, P.J. Washington did not play the opening weekend of the tournament. Yep. And then you had the Jared Vanderbilt situation the year before, didn't play in the tournament. And then well, obviously last year, Ty Ty Washington, Xavier Wheeler, everybody kind of limping into Kellen Grady. It looks like Kentucky is the healthiest it's been in a long time. Does that mean that every single player is 100%? Who's 100% this Nobody. time of the year in college basketball? There's something hurting on every single one of these players. They're getting treatment around the clock, especially this time of the season. But Kentucky appears to be healthy. It appears to be able, if Cal wants to look at some lineups, that I just hope tomorrow night we see lineups that make sense. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any of the, the weird lineups that, that kind of maybe he feels forced to use. If you have these guys and you have Savir and you need it because of foul trouble late, go to the lineup and put a point guard on the floor that can kind of push the pace and, and push the tempo and get Kentucky doing what it wants to do offensively and defensively. Kentucky has to lock in on the defensive end. I think that's the thing to watch. But the offensive efficiency that Providence has, the offensive efficiency that Kentucky has, I still feel like this is a team, and I said this on Monday's show, I was talking about going zone eight or ten trips. I wasn't talking about against Vandy. I was talking about against Providence. I just feel like this is a team that Kentucky could zone a couple of times, maybe change the pace of the game, cut back on some of that dribble penetration that's given Kentucky problems this season, even if it's just for eight to ten trips, just to mix it in out of a side-out situation, or out of a dead ball, out of a timeout, something just to mix it up. Well, as we said, this isn't going to be our official pregame show. We'll dive more into all of this. We just want to make sure we uh, hit all of the big topics and kind of like an extended rapid reaction of sorts uh, as we uh, leave this beautiful Greensboro Coliseum. It, Great time. And it's early. This is day one, but I can tell you I've covered quite a few NCAA tournament games. This may be my favorite venue. 
Like it's, it's a really it's cool. nice yeah. arena to shoot the ball. Like everybody, it looks like a great arena to shoot the ball in. There's not a bad seat in the house. We were told about an hour ago that they, as of two days ago, there's about 12,000 tickets sold. It seats about 20,000 wow. people, I believe. So I would expect a lot of Kentucky fans here. I would expect that probably to climb maybe 14, 15, 16,000 people. And it, it should be a good session tomorrow with some good games. And uh, Kentucky there at seven o'clock tomorrow night. Before we get out of here, one final message from our friends at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Andy Ludicky, a franchise co uh, consulting company that helps others find franchises that fit their needs, skill sets, investment requirements, and time commitment constraints. Andy is a big college sports fan, husband, and father of three children. You might have seen Andy's name on KSR before as he sponsors some of KSR's recruiting coverage. He's super nice, great to chat with, and we are very excited to continue our partnership, especially during postseason run. Hopefully it continues little bit beyond just this weekend we def desperately need that uh, he's an experienced entrepreneur and has been helping others go through the, the same process that changed his life 10 plus years ago if you're wanting to find a way out of corporate america or a way to diversify please reach out to andy as he's got a ton of knowledge in this world and best of all his services are 100 free to you as always nothing ventured nothing gained you can learn more and contact andy anytime at myperfectfranchise.net Jack Pilgrim here uh, with Sean Smith. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. Find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email. Jay Pilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back tomorrow for the Jam Packed Sources Say Podcast. We will see you then. You guys want to like just uh, uh, pose for a second? Can grab, a, grab a still frame, whatever you all want to do. Ooh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 right, ready.